Hello, and welcome to the Queen Trail podcast. Queen Trail, a woman who emphasizes a life of passion expressed through personal style, leisurely pastimes, charm, and a cultivation of life's pleasures. I am Syl Annan, and I invite you to join me in exploring and savoring life's riches and the beauty that surrounds us. In the company of friends, we can laugh, discover, appreciate, and support each other. So I hope that you will join me where I will talk about everything that makes up the rich and diverse fabric of a delightful life. Let's cultivate vibrant conversation together. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I just got finished with my workout. You can maybe hear it in my breath or not because I just did a whole entire take. I don't know. I think I was talking for at least five minutes and then I realized that I didn't have the mic on. So I've got this list of things that I need to do. And sometimes I don't look at it, but there are a lot of things involved, really not that many, but (laughs) some very crucial things involved in doing a podcast, including turning your mic on (laughs) when you start talking. So yeah, so I just finished doing a workout. And I don't know if it's because it's the end of the year, and everything's just kind of winding down, or if it's because I've been sick, you know, since last week, and I've been struggling with this dang bug trying to get past it. In fact, I got a little bit worried. I think it was on Tuesday. So I went and got a COVID test just to make sure that I didn't have COVID or that Omicron that is terrorizing everybody. It came back negative, thank God. But, you know, this was one of the things that I was kind of thinking about last year in 2020, um, once the big scare settled down. And when we got to the point where we could start thinking about what the winter, you know, this cold and flu season was going to look like, how were we going to be able to distinguish between a regular cold and COVID? So I got to face that this time around. I tend to get kind of sick when I get a cold. It's just kind of historical. I've, I've always gotten pretty sick. I don't, you know, if I know that somebody's got a cold, I make sure that I stay away from them because I will catch that bug from a mile away if it's that close to me. So, you know, this time around, I, I did face those concerns. I didn't have the typical symptoms that have been listed for COVID. But then I started reading the Omicron symptoms. And I guess maybe I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But oh my, is a perfect way to start the name of this bug because they're very mild. And so I thought, you know, I better go and get tested. And like I said, it did come back negative. But going back to this slowing down, you know, it just seems like as the end, the end of the year is here, I'm trying to get over this cold. It's been really rainy, which is unusual for California. And it's kind of shut down a lot of things that we're used to doing here in California. And it's funny because I was talking to my cousin who's in Dallas, my cousin Ken, and I asked him, you know, is it snowing there? Because I'm assuming, well, it's raining here in California, so it must be snowing in Dallas. 
And he said, no, it's 80 degrees outside. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, you know, what in the world? That should be our weather. But I'm very grateful for the rain. I haven't had to go outside to water the yard. I've got this enormous yard and um, I don't have automatic sprinklers. So one of the benefits of that is that it gets me outside. It's a little bit of exercise because it is a lot of yard. And then I am wasting less water because I'm actually watering the things that need to get watered rather than just spraying water all over the place. But it's been nice because the rain did it for me. Also, it's very muddy out there. So I've got a couple of plants that I need to go and harvest things off of. There's still, believe it or not, one butternut squash out there. And I've got several eggplants And I'm kind of concerned that by the time that I get out there, they might not be edible. I also have, I noticed I have bell peppers and I had a really hard time trying to get my purple cauliflower. It's called graffiti. Isn't that a fun name for a plant? Um, I had a really hard time getting that purple cauliflower out. So I left a huge piece of it in the ground And now I have all of these little cauliflowers coming up. It's not the big, giant, round head that you're used to seeing. It's more long stems with the little little brachials or whatever you call them up on the top, uh, little purple ones. So I'm going to go out there and pick those and roast them. And I like to serve them with a tahini sauce. And the bell peppers are starting to turn red. So I'm going to wait until they completely turn red and do something fun with them like you know dip them in hummus or something like that and then hopefully I'll be able to get out there and get some of those eggplants and and that last butternut squash I cannot believe that that's still on the vine and then I need to pull everything up I have a tomato plant out there that's literally a menace it has taken over the entire yard it's spilled over and across the walkway And I meant to get to it this week, but being sick and then having all of this rain, I haven't been able to get out to it. But yeah, you know, it just seems like it's been kind of a quiet Christmas this year. A lot of people on the mend. I have three people who, including Ken, who had surgery on the same week right before Christmas who are all recovering. And Ken, it's been kind of um, a journey for him, but he was going to have surgery on his back and his leg was bothering him and he was having some other issues. And he called me up just before Thanksgiving and told me that part of preparing for the surgery was getting a CT scan. And they found that the issue was not his spine or his back as they had thought but actually a tumor that was growing in his head and it was pretty big. So one of the big miracles is that he was able to advocate enough for himself from the time that they found this tumor just before Thanksgiving until the middle of December when he had surgery to have it removed. So That is just amazing to me, and I'm really happy for him. It was successful. He is walking around. Um, When he told me it was 80 degrees outside, he said, I'm going to go for a walk. He's got a little bit of a recovery ahead of him, but 
wow, you know, I'm just so happy for him and really excited for what 2022 is going to bring for him and for everybody else that's recovering, including me. I feel so good that I was able to run and get, you know, kind of, I just felt like I needed to clear up my lungs as well as my head. Oh, yeah, my mom was also recovering. You know, I told you that she had fallen a couple of weeks ago and had some stitches. She fell while she was walking with my dad and her teeth went through and through her lower lip. So that was such a concern. You know, it's it's like you see your parents get hurt or your kids get hurt. And it's the worst thing ever. You just kind of wish that it was you instead of them. But like I said, she's a trooper. She had the stitches, she got them removed last week. And there was a little bit of tape that they put over just to kind of protect that area. It's fallen off. And you cannot tell unless you're looking under her lip that there was ever any damage there. So they did a fantastic job and um, really took good care of my mom. And of course, she did everything that she needed to do post hospital visit. And it just it's looking really good. So lots of really good stories there. Last week before I got sick, I had the opportunity to go to one of my favorite museums, the Broad in downtown Los Angeles. And I got my niece, Sierra, and one of our really good friends, Robin, and Sophia, of course. And we had such a good time. It's it's one of the things that I missed when everything did shut down was being able to go to museums. Sophie and I just loved going to basically every museum that's here in Los Angeles we have visited. There's just such a special mood about being able to walk around a beautiful space that is intended just to present art and learning about the creatives behind it, learning about the meaning behind these pieces or interpreting your own meaning. Sophie and I do that a lot because we have so many questions for artists that are just not around anymore (laughs) about why. Why was this created? What was the intention behind this? And sometimes, you know, especially with contemporary art, it's kind of its own thing, right? And you just kind of feel like the beauty or the meaning was completely in the eye of the creator, in the eye of the artist. And that's completely okay, you know, but sometimes the question is, why should this matter to me? But, you know, with with some empathy and understanding, you can see why something was important, even if it doesn't to, you know, why it was important for an artist to create something even if it um, does not exactly speak to you. And of course, you know, the Broad does have a few of those pieces. I can think of some at many other contemporary and modern art institutes. But there's a lot of really great pieces there too that, you know, I always go to see that big blue balloon dog by Jeff Koons. And I think it's just called Balloon Dog Blue because he made several different colors of that dog. So they've got one in there. They also have this giant table. I think it's like 10 feet tall. 
and like 26 feet long, something like that. And you can just walk underneath it like you're, you know, a little Lilliputian. Just you seem so tiny underneath there. It's it's a really neat piece. And I think that's by Robert Teary. So, you know, they do have these constant pieces there, but I think that my favorite was a interactive. It was a whole room. There were nine screens in there. Two of them divided the room in half so that there were four screens on the back half of the room and five on the front. And each one had a different musician who was in a different room of the same mansion. And they were all simultaneously and individually creating a song. It's called The Visitors, and it's by a guy named Ragnar Kjartason, I think. I will put the link to The Broad in the show notes below, and you can take a look. It's called The Visitor. It's just so lovely. So the other cool thing is that as you're watching it, it's it's about it's a little bit over an hour. And we weren't there for the whole hour, we got there close to the end, which was kind of cool, because the whole idea is that at the beginning, you're in this dark room, and then the screens start lining up one by one, and they do a sound check. And then you start seeing the different musicians coming in. So you've got one screen where there's a cellist, and I think she's like in a in the living room. And then you've got another screen with a violinist, and she's like in a sitting room. And then you've got the drummer who I think is in the kitchen or a bass player in the library. The artist himself was sitting in a bathtub. And he was using the water as an instrument. They all start playing this song and it goes for quite some time. And then at the end, it all happens in reverse where one musician's leaves. And so because it's interactive and, you know, we've been in this time period of heightened stranger danger, right? You know, everybody could have COVID, everybody could get you sick. And now that things have opened up, we're kind of starting to come together. But it's a little uncertain, right? Because you don't know whether it's okay to be this close to people, even with masks. And the cool thing about this exhibit is that there were several of us in that room, strangers included, of course, and we would all split up. And somebody would say, the cellist is leaving because you couldn't see all the screens at the same time. So everybody would run over to look at that screen and watch the cellist pick up her cello and walk down the stairs. And you know, the music was still going, all the other rooms were still playing. And then somebody would say the violinist is leaving. And everybody would run over to that screen. And eventually, all of these different musicians ended up on this porch with a lot of people who were also singing the song. And then they stepped off the porch and walked through a field and walked off still singing the song. And then the dogs followed. It was a nice way of reintroducing strangers to one another. And that joy that that sparks when you meet other people. So that was pretty cool. The rest of the museum, there's a lot of pop art in there. There's one of my favorites, Andy Warhol. There's some Roy Lichtenstein in there. So, you know, if you haven't been there, it is a really cool place to go to. And there's there's just a, a lot of nice things there. And of course, we got pretty hungry hanging out 
with all of this art. So afterwards, we walked down Grand Street. The Broad is on the corner, I think, of First and Grand. It's right next to the Walt Disney Concert Hall, which is just stunning to look at on a bright, sunny day. And of course, I took pictures of a lot of stuff <laughs> that day. I took pictures inside the museum. I took pictures during our walk of all of the skyscrapers, of all of these different amazing buildings. I love the architecture of downtown Los Angeles. I love the culture that's there. We end up there so frequently because it's where the museums are. It's where the theater is. It's where um, a lot of the culture happens. So, And I, I do love walking through these wonderful architectural streets. So I will post on my social media pages some of these photographs that I took. So be sure to visit the, the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter to take a look at these. We ended up over at a restaurant that we often end up at. I love taking people there who have never been to Bodega Louie. It's on 7th and Grand. So we ended up walking a good seven blocks through the financial district of Los Angeles. And it was just a glorious walk right past the Central Library, uh, Wells Fargo Plaza, which has some really neat sculptures inside of it. And the big sculpture outside of the Omni Hotel, the Biltmore. There's just so much history there. They were shooting a film. So there were a lot of police cars and SWAT vehicles. It looked like, you know, some really exciting law and order or something like that being shot there. So um, it'll be cool to find out what was being shot there. And then, yeah, you end up at Bodega Louie, which is this super elegant, sweeping, high ceilings, marble floors, gilded tables and counters. The service is wonderful. The menu is fantastic Italian food, very inspired. And the big showstopper is when you first walk in, there's this decadent French patisserie right as you step through the doors. And they have the most decadent, exceptional, artistic desserts, and they all taste like dreams. I mean, they're just fantastic. I think the patisserie is known specifically for their macarons. They have a huge variety of them, but it's the bigger desserts that I usually go for. In fact, um, over all of these years, I've been going there for at least a decade, probably longer than that. I don't think I've tried one of their macarons, so that'll have to happen the next time I'm there. Their other desserts just call my attention all the time. If you have not been there and you're in the LA area, or if you haven't been there in a while, I would highly recommend going there. I just found out that they were closed throughout the pandemic, like so many places were. They just reopened on November 22nd, so I feel really fortunate having gone, you know, planned this trip to the Broad and just walked over to Bodega Louie, assuming that they would be open as they normally are and finding it open instead of having the sad experience of having to find another place. There's so many great places in downtown LA, though, but I would have been sad if uh, Bodega Louie hadn't been opened. And you know, these are the moments that really make driving through LA traffic so worth it. Um, it was it was a nice weekend. And actually, the traffic wasn't too bad. 
I had meant to cover so much more, but as I said, when I first sat down, I really didn't have a plan other than to get my brain, you know, other than to wake up my brain and get this last podcast of the year out, you guys. I cannot believe that the end of 2021 is here. I mean, oh my God, there's not even a whole week left, right? It's only five more days of 2021. And the other day I was talking to somebody and I don't remember exactly what it was about. I just remember that I was trying to think back and I said, oh, it was something from last year. And then the more that I thought about it, I realized that it was something that had happened back in March. And I said, you know, 2021 feels like it's been three years wrapped into one. It has been a really long year. So I hope that with three years wrapped into one, a lot of good things have happened to everybody over this year. And of course, we're getting ready to start anew with a lot more good things in store for 2022. As for me, I started this podcast. I'm super excited about where it's going. I have so much more planned for next year, including many more in the company of friends talks, definitely with better audio. I know the last two could have had much better audio than they did. And I got some Christmas gifts that are going to help out with that. So I'm super looking forward to putting those to use. And I'm really even more looking forward to having these talks with all of my friends, bringing you some new fun things. So I hope that you will write me, that you'll send me some of your favorite museums, restaurants, LA outings, of course, questions, topics, suggestions, leave me some fun topics that you want me to cover in the new year. Oh, and please make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the Queen Trail Podcast, that's T H E Q U A I N T R E L E Podcast. I'm so glad that I started this episode today with my run. I feel like it cleared my head so that I could talk to you and finish out the year with a conversation with all of my friends. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I wish you passion grace, elegance, beauty, and a happy and prosperous new year. Here's to a magical and phenomenal 2022.